This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Reacting to the hiring of Nick Nurse. We had Tucker's take yesterday on the pod feed, WIP Daily. Follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Of course, our video feed here on 94 WIP's YouTube page. Um, but Tucker gave his take. I'm excited to have Tucker join me today to give his feelings on Nick Nurse. Is, you know, you can, the more these days go on after a coach is announced with a team, the more you kind of dive into it. It's ironic. Right before we hit the record button here, Tucker and I both told each other we ordered his book, the Rapture book that Nick Nurse wrote after – winning the title with uh, Toronto a few years ago. So I'm excited to kind of learn more about the Sixers coach. But but first blush, and this doesn't solve every Sixers issue. In fact, it doesn't solve a lot of the Sixers issues. I really like this hire. I, I am a Nick Nurse fan. I think this was one of the smartest things this franchise has done in a long time is bringing this guy in. And I want to go through today why I like the Nick Nurse hire, like the reasons for Sixers optimism based on hiring Nick Nurse. And I think the first thing that hit me when thinking about his career, where he's been, how he's kind of been developed as a coach, because he's only been a head coach of the NBA for five years. It feels like we've known Nick Nurse for longer, but really that's it. Um, you know, we took over for Dwayne Casey with the Raptors and won the title, the Kawhi year, obviously beating the Sixers. But, you know, one of the things I like about him is he has coached both developmental teams and he's coached veteran-laden teams with the goal of winning a championship. And I think that's important if he's going to have long-term success with the Sixers and be here a while because quite frankly, I, I don't know what they're going to do. And I think their path might have to shift. Now, I mean, I've said it on this podcast. I've said it on the Midday Show on WIP. I've said it for weeks. They should blow this thing up. I don't think they're going to do that. And I think hiring Nick Nurse, the idea is to try to try to fortify this and be better next year and win a championship. But there is a world and there is like a realm where within a year, this thing, they have to pivot and they have to blow it up. Um, they probably should do it now, but let's let's just play it out. Let's say they bring Nick Nurse in, and, and this year the goal, and they bring James Harden back, the goal is win the championship in the 2023-2024 season. That could be the goal. And Nick Nurse has shown in his coaching career that with a veteran team, go back to the team that won in 2019 with the Raptors, very veteran team. I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, um, you know, they had veterans on that team. That wasn't just a young team. Now, what I like about Nick Nurse is he also did well as that franchise shifted. Kawhi left. didn't. I mean, obviously his his mind was in Los Angeles pretty much the whole time. It was a one-year thing. Everyone kind of knew that he was going to be there. It's ironic. I have my, my purple sweatshirt on today. I'm all kind of wrapped it up here. But it's not a Raptors sweatshirt. It's just, it's just Under Armour. But it, it's kind of the Raptors purple. But they were. it was a one-year thing. That's what everyone knew was going to happen when Kawhi went to Toronto and Nurse coached him up. I thought he did a good job of whether it was the doctors, whether it was him, you know, whatever. He followed the plan. He kept Kawhi healthy. They sat, sat him a lot that year. And when the playoffs came around, Kawhi was outrageously good because he was healthy. 
and they won a championship. And I thought his coaching along the way was really outstanding. I mean, it, it, you know, Kawhi gets the credit for that title historically because he's a great player and he's won two finals MVPs with two franchises. But you think about Nick Durst's coaching in that particular playoff run, you know, when they beat the Sixers in the second round with the, the Jimmy team, like the, the team that everyone still kind of th- bonds over here in Philadelphia, I thought they did an, an amazing job. We'll get to this on Joel Embiid. Really, you know, took him apart in that series, which a lot of coaches have in the postseason. But Nurse really had a blueprint for how to play him and made Jimmy work for his buckets. Great job in that series. Then they went and beat the Bucks and Giannis in the next round. And I thought he did a great job there. And then kind of the boxing one he had on Steph Curry in the NBA Finals. I mean, I, I just – I thought Nick Nurse, the job he did with a win-now team was out, outstanding. But then you kind of play it forward, and that team got younger, and that team turned over, and the stars turned over. It became more of the draft picks they had you know, had incorporated in. Pascal Siakam became the star player as Kawhi left, and they won a lot. I mean, the next year they were the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. I believe they lost in the bubble to the Celtics, but they were a good team. And you kind of play it forward. They had one down year of his five. The other ones I thought he overachieved or achieved. So this guy has done it with both kinds of, of kinds of rosters here. And you watch the Sixers moving forward. Will they blow it up now? Probably not. In a year, could they? May they, may they be forced to? Yes. So, you know, I don't view this as – like if it was Mike D'Antoni, for example, 72 years old, one-trick pony, trying to get a ring before his career is over – it would be like, all right, bring him in, and then if it blows up in a year, you got to fire him too because you want to have the next developmental coach for the next version of the Sixers. I think Nick Nurse could serve both masters. He could be the coach that helps the Sixers try to get over this hump of the second round. Now, we'll see if he can. I don't know if he'll be able to work magic, but maybe. And then the other side of it is if or when, and it's probably a when, the Sixers have to blow this thing up and start more from scratch. I, I like the chances with him coaching up a Tyrese Maxey getting whoever the next 18, 19, 20-year-old they bring in here to their next level. I, I think there's something to that. So that I, I like about him. The other thing I like about Nick Nurse is he's seen all versions of the sport. I mean, go through this guy's resume. You know, Doc Rivers, just to use that juxtaposition, Doc Rivers it was an NBA lifer, played in the NBA, you know, little TV, but basically instantly became a coach in the NBA at a young age. And with the exception of the last two weeks, has basically been a coach for all but five days, you know, for 20-something years. He's an NBA coach. All he's known is the day-to-day of the NBA. Played in it, coached in it, TV. I mean, that's Doc Rivers. And it's a fine career. A lot of coaches have had similar careers to that. But Nick Nurse is kind of eclectic in his basketball background, you know, how he got to where he is now. I'm not trying to say he's as good or – like Eric Spolscher, but I, I think there's something unique about when coaches come from different backgrounds. I like that in every sport. I think it's interesting when a coach can, you know, it's, it's one thing if a coach just kind of rises typically, assistant, then the, you know, the head coach and whatever. But I got like Eric Spolscher, started in the video room, learned and learned and learned under great, you know, great people. And, and kind of the culture was assimilated within him. And then he took the culture and ran with it. Now you have a guy like Dick Durst who, you know, his relationship with Maury goes back to the G League and, you know, all the years he spent in Britain coaching. I mean, this guy has been around the sport, around the world. He's seen different versions of the, of the game. It's not just the pick and roll game that we see here. And I think it's why when you watch Dick Nurse teams, they don't play like every other NBA team. You know, yeah, they shot threes because you have to shoot threes in the NBA today. But the attack style defense the way they adjusted. I think there's something unique about Nick Nurse's background that he's seen all sorts of basketball. It probably helps him 
see different things at certain players that maybe just an NBA coach wouldn't be able to see. So I, I like that as well. And you kind of play it forward with the, where the league is going now and how the league is, is changed and it continues to change over the years. I mean, I mean, it's basically positionless basketball. It's been that way for about a decade. It's all three pointers now, but you also have to figure out a way to coach each individual team. And, and this was, um, you know, when nurse was on the podcast with uh, JJ Redick, you know, he talked about teaching winning. And I thought it was such a unique perspective on on how to coach, right? Because you think about coaching, you're coaching X's and O's. You're coaching, you do this, we do this the right way, we play team basketball, and we will win. And Nick Nurse's thing is, no, we have to teach these guys how to win. And I, that it just hit me because the Sixers, they know how to win regular season games, but when the going gets tough in the playoffs, they don't know how to win. So I, I think his background is really something that is is unique. So I like that about him as well. So look, he's got a win now and a developmental track record that is, it's outstanding. He's seen all versions of the sport between the G League, between the NBA, between a win now team, rebuilding team, basketball in Britain. He's, he's, he's a very eclectic guy for someone who's not old and someone who's just really still learning and developing as an NBA coach, only going to be a six years as a head coach. I, I think there's something there. Now, I want to get to um, Joel Embiid and, and how – you know, what nurse knows about him, what I think he will do for him and, and really how this might be the final fork in the road for Joel as a sixer, the Nick nurse hire uh, in a second here. But I, I want to get Tucker's feeling on all this because I really do like the, the idea Tucker that he's coached two different kinds of teams and done it well, right? That 2018, 19 Raptors team that they were all in to win a title Kawhi for one year. But then I, I'm almost just as impressed with what he's done the last few years. Cause that Raptors team they have some nice young players. It wasn't like they were hitting the top of the lottery, right? They didn't find like John Morant. They just, they had players he helped develop into good NBA players. And, you know, they were, you know, a good solid playoff team for a few years there. Yeah. I mean, they, they did add Scotty Barnes um, a, a couple of years ago and he was a, a pretty high pick um, in the draft. I think he was fourth overall in, in 2021, but I think there's a reason why Nick Nurse was the top coaching candidate for pretty much every team, right? Like he bowed out of the Milwaukee um, process and then it was a bidding war between the Sixers and Phoenix and the Sixers came out on top and whether that's because uh, of his relationship with Daryl Morey or the fact he wanted to coach well and be, whatever it is, it, it's good for the Sixers because I agree with you. I, I think he was the best coach in the process. The only two, not issues I have, but, but the two question marks that, that I kind of, look at when I look at Nick Nurse and, and his history as an NBA head coach is first, he plays his guys a lot in the regular season. They had four guys all average over 35 minutes a game last year. You kind of look Pascal Siakam was averaging like 37 minutes each of the last three seasons. Fred Van Vliet has been playing a lot of minutes the last three seasons. The Sixers don't have anybody like that, right? And, and James Harden is really the only guy in his career that's on the Sixers rosters right now who has averaged that kind of minute total. When we talk about a team that I don't think the fan base necessarily cares about the regular season anymore. And you talked about, you know, him teaching them how to win. Certainly that has to happen, but I don't know. I, I, I think selling a fan base that already there's a huge section of people saying, Hey, wake me up when you get out of the second round, that section only got bigger, right? A couple weeks ago when, when you lost to Boston. So now you're going to have a guy who comes in and, and emphasizes winning and winning and not just, May and June where he really needs to, but, but December and January, that's something I, I, I think is interesting. The other thing, just with the process of his hiring, and this has nothing to do with Nick Nurse and 
time will tell if he's the right coach. I know that's sports radio suicide, right? You can't say we'll see that. That's boring and lame. But the thing that bothers me is it was the obvious answer. And and the one thing we've seen from Daryl Morey and, and this front office over and over again since he got here is they keep making the obvious choice, right? Like trading for James Harden was obvious. And now you can throw out Howard Eskin's favorite uh, hypothetical trade and say they should have got Tyrese Halliburton, but they maybe could have done something a little bit more creative. And I think time and time again throughout his time, instead of being creative, instead of being the, the mad scientist that he was in Houston where he was constantly tinkering and changing things. And I always go back to that year where they just didn't play with the center. They had Robert Covington, you know, kind of be the big man. So, Russell Westbrook and James Harden could dive at the basket with nobody, um, you know, kind of covering the rim. We haven't really seen that guy. And in hiring Nick Nurse, even though I do think it's a good hire and I do think it's probably the right one, it just felt like an obvious one. And it seems like time and time again, he keeps making moves that you or I would make. And there's a reason why we're not NBA general managers and he is. Well, it's a good point. The other thing with that, and we've talked about on on this podcast before, is that Daryl Morey goes back to doing what he's always done, right? Like he had him in Houston. I mean, he knows him. Like he's his guy. Like he's comfortable with him. Right. That's the whole thing. It it is. I mean, he he goes back to doing something he's done before. Time will tell, like Tucker said. Um, I do think at first blush, though, it is the right hire. I like Nick Nurse. I'm excited to learn more about him. We'll see his press conference when he's officially hired. The last thing I want to hit on with Nick Nurse and why I am bullish on, on, on his chances here is I really do think he's going to make or he's going to break Joel Embiid. And when I mean make, I'm obviously Joel's an MVP of the NBA. He's not going to turn him into a, a, you know, an MVP. He already is. But you, know, you go back and, and there's some excerpts. You know, People were kind of pulling some things from his book, which both Tucker and I are going to read, about defending Joel Embiid in the postseason and when he has it played him before. And you could see that Nick Durr sees what we see, that this guy is a, he's too emotional. This guy, you know, highs and lows. And I think Nick Nurse has the kind of personality. I don't think he's going to be an off Joel Embiid. You know, you know, Doc, I don't know if you ever want to push Joel too hard. There's a story today in the Inquirer. Marcus Hayes wrote that when Jimmy first got here, Jimmy Butler, that Embiid wanted out uh, for the, at that, like that first month, and he took the request back. But Seems like when Joel gets pushed hard, he, he he quivers in games, maybe by coaches, maybe by teammates. I think Nick Nurse is going to push him hard. Like I, I think Nick Nurse's personality, his history says he's going to push Joel Embiid hard. And Joel Embiid will, will go one of two ways off of this. He will either recognize and see, these are all my flaws. I, I know I'm a, great, I'm a really good player and I'm an MVP, but these are my flaws and it's why I can't win the playoffs. I think Nick Nurse is the right personality and coach to, to like be honest with him and be real with them and say, that's not good enough. Like what you put on the floor in the playoffs is not good enough. And Joel Embiid will go one of two ways. He will either take the next step because Nick Nurse pushes him there, or he will tap out. I think there's a real chance one year of Nick Nurse, and Tucker brought up a great point about minutes and grinding and pressure defense and all that kind of stuff. Like if there's some Tom Thibodeau to him, in a year from now, Joel Embiid will either be the best possible version of himself in the postseason, or he will tap out and ask for a trade. And, and I don't think that's the worst thing for the Sixers. Like at some point, you got to know. You can't wonder, is there more dog in that guy? You got to know. I think Nick Nurse is the right guy to either pull it out, or I'll put it this way to end, end our episode today. He's going to do the right things to get Joel Embiid to be the best version of himself. If Joel doesn't comply, doesn't want to be, that's on him. And, and we won't have to wonder anymore. Is it Doc Rivers' fault? Is it Brett Brown's fault? We will know. Thank you for listening. WIP Daily. 
Follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, subscribe and watch on the 94 WIP YouTube feed.